The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Are you working? What kind of work do you do? This is the Punt and Pass Podcast. Touchdown, baby! Now, here are your hosts, two-time All-American punter Drew Butler. Mark Rick would like Drew Butler to hit it a mile in the air. And he did. What a kick. And the SEC's career leader in touchdown passes and completions, Aaron Murray. Touchdown! In stride as he crosses the goal line. Put it right on his hip. What a throw. Now, with the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football, it's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Get to the house! Sideline! Pylon! Touchdown! And the dogs are on the board first. Victory is mine. Yeah, surprisingly, I've been lame. Welcome into the Punt and Pass Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Butler. Join alongside my co-host, Aaron Murray. Be sure to follow us on social media, at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Drew Butler. Aaron is at AaronMurray11. Head on over to PuntandPass.com, the number one destination for all things college football. As you well know by now, it's got our YouTube page right up there on the homepage. We have surpassed 1,000 subscribers. Subscribe now. We're going to raffle off two spots to come play golf with Aaron and I in the Thursday episode before the SEC championship game. So next Thursday, tune in. We're raffling off two names to come play golf with Aaron and I, puntandpass.com. My merchandise, our merchandise, Aaron, it's coming in right after Christmas, of course. So put some pre-orders in. Let us know. It's got our blog. It's got our picks. The best spot for all things college football, puntandpass.com. This episode of Punt and Pass is presented to you by Prize Picks. Head on over to prizepicks.com, download the Prize Picks app. It is daily fantasy simplified. Look, Prize Picks has been an awesome partner to Punt and Pass for the past three seasons. And of course, Thanksgiving week is the best week to get active on Prize Picks. You're around the family. Maybe you love them. Maybe you don't love them because you've been around them so much. There is so much sports. On TV, pull up your phone, use the promo code PUNT, you get a 100% deposit match up to your first $100. You can make 10x your entry on prize picks this Thanksgiving. Make the holiday better. You can do cross-sport entries, NFL, college football, NBA, college basketball, NHL, golf. It's got it all, Aaron. It's the best. Prizepicks.com. Download the Prize Picks app. Use the promo code PUNT and you get a 100% deposit match up to your first $100. Aaron, happy Thanksgiving, brother. Fifth year we've been doing the podcast on Thanksgiving. It's pretty amazing, and you're working on a Friday, so you got to travel. We're taping this on a Tuesday night because it is a holiday after all. Yeah, man, happy Thanksgiving to you. Happy Thanksgiving to all of our listeners. uh, It's been a heck of a year. been a fun year, a fun fifth year. But, yes, I will be spending my Thanksgiving in a hotel room in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Hey now, eating ice cream and watching uh, some football. At least we got okay, college yeah. football. We got the Egg Bowl. Uh, NFL's going on. Yep. it should be a good day. So yes, a little bit sad. I-, I won't be with Mama and Little Man and the girls, but I will get my sweet potato casserole there and you ham. Go. Not there turkey. We going ham. You don't go turkey on Saturday. 
Turkey's too dry for me, man. I can't do it. I'm going ham. I'm Who's going cooking ham. your turkey, dude? Who is cooking your turkey? That's I, I mean, I've done. We've I've been to places that have catered turkey. We've made turkey. We fried turkey. I'm just I'm a ham guy. I love some ham. And plus, plus you can have ham the next morning with breakfast. Okay. I ain't I trying mean, to have turkey and eggs. With I don't discriminate. I don't discriminate. I do. I probably will hold this against you. I don't necessarily love that take. Turkey is awesome, especially at Thanksgiving. I love Thanksgiving. You're going to be alone. You can text me. Hey, get down on some prize picks, dude. Make it exciting yes. while you're by yourself. And also, I do want to announce that we will be letting everybody know what our prize pick contest is for this holiday season next week. So next Thursday, tune in for that as well. We gave away some awesome prizes last year. We'll be doing the same exact thing, so we'll give you all the information on that. But Aaron, you can get on social media. We'll talk to you. We'll help you through this. I love two specific, I would call them Thanksgiving movies. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles is a Thanksgiving movie. It's fantastic. Steve Martin, John Candy, hilarious. And also, Meet the Parents, one of the most underrated movies of all time. Ben Stiller, Owen Wilson. That is a Thanksgiving music movie. Excuse me. It is hilarious. Be sure to watch that. Are you, pra- are you a parade guy, Drew? Are you, are you watching yeah. the Macy's Day Parade? Okay. Yeah, I usually get up. I work out. Um, okay. I do get on the you Peloton bike. Yeah. I work out, uh, early oh, Thursday wow. morning. I gotta at least make myself feel better. Cause I go all out during the day. I mean, I, I eat everything. I drink anything. We do watch the parade with the girls. It's fun. We help cook. We go hang out with family. I can't wait. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. All right, let's jump into these news and notes. Kick off this Thanksgiving week. It's week 13. It's rivalry week. It's the last weekend of the regular season. It's just insane how fast this has gone by. And the college football playoff rankings just came out. I think as expected, Aaron, after Ohio State's amazing performance last week against a top 10 ranked Michigan State team, they jumped Alabama. They are now number two. Alabama is back to number three. And don't look now, but Cincinnati comes up to number four. Michigan is five. Notre Dame is six. And I didn't mention it yet because everybody already knows Georgia is ranked number one. I would say the committee actually got it right. Um, And I also would say they couldn't really mess it up because things are going to play out this weekend. Ohio State plays Michigan. Cincinnati is going to play Houston in the AAC championship game next week. Georgia, of course, will play Alabama in the SEC championship. So the writing is on the wall. And I'll just let me just preface your thoughts with this. You always talk about eight. You always talk about 12, expansion, expansion, expansion. We're at the point of the season now where it's essentially quarterfinal games. So I I do continue to get confused. We are going to have expansion, but, like, this is the playoffs. The next two weeks are the playoffs. Yeah, you're, you're completely right. I mean, Ohio State, Michigan, winner moves on, loser is out. Alabama, Georgia, winner moves on. Loser still can move on yeah. if Georgia loses. So that's technically not really a playing game for Georgia because they're already in it at the end of the day. Cincinnati, win and you're or in most likely. Yep. Obviously, Notre Dame needs some help. Oklahoma um, State? I think that's, see, that, that's, that's yeah. when you get into the kookiness of, oh, yeah, this is why we want an expansion because of a team like Oklahoma State. I mean, they're playing great football. Uh, I really like this Oklahoma State team. Obviously, we'll break down Bedlam here at the end of the show. They're playing great defense. They have been absolutely monsters outside the football. Offense yep. is doing their thing. Not a lot of teams want to play Oklahoma State right now, especially if they take care of business this week versus Oklahoma, especially if they win the Big 12 next week. Not a lot of teams want to play them. They may be on the outside looking in possibly, and that's when you're like, okay, we need to do something. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, the, the question becomes if Cincinnati's undefeated, 
if Notre Dame is a one loss and Oklahoma State's a one loss, who's in, who's out? If Georgia if Georgia and Ohio State, you know, do what they need to do these next two weeks. Yeah, yeah. I, I would again and again. Which which I mean, listen, at the end of the day, Cincinnati may lose Cincinnati may lose this weekend. Let's uh, Yeah, to East Carolina, Carolina on good, Friday. So short good football week. team. Yeah. Good quarterback. I actually had Cincinnati at Eastern Carolina uh, two, maybe three years ago. I guess two years ago since it was it would have been at Eastern Carolina. And and they could have and should have actually beat Cincinnati. That's the year Cincinnati had like one loss, maybe. So they're not afraid to play them. It, they could lose this week. They could lose to Houston. That could answer a question. Um, obviously, the Georgia-Alabama question could be answered with Alabama losing to Georgia if that does happen. So I think a lot of things are going to happen that are going to clear the picture. I'm just saying there is still a very good chance. There's, I think it's 100% chance that Notre Dame is going to be 11-1. Yeah. I think there's a... a 75% chance that Cincinnati's 13 and 0 and I think there's a, you know, 75% chance Oklahoma State's 12 and 1. So there's all good chances, not 100%, but pretty good. Okay. And that, so that's when it gets a little bit weird. Yes, and I would expect it to get weird, right? The odds would say that things are going to get weird, especially when it comes to that fourth spot. You just mentioned it. Cincinnati, Oklahoma State, Notre Dame. You can unsubscribe. You can cancel the podcast if you think I've said this too much. Okay. I want to know what the committee says when they make that differentiation. I want to know if they're talking about TV rankings. I want to know if they're talking about brand equity. I want to know how they would situate Oklahoma State or leave them out if they win the Big 12 and beat you Oklahoma State. You can't leave them out. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So that that would be – but then where does Cincinnati go? Where does Notre Dame go? I want to know. Is that me being entitled, Aaron? I, I need to know these no, things. No. Call I mean, me it, out. I want to know what the hell they're saying. Because – so in, in a fair world, world excuse me, if, if everything was fair, if, if the scenarios played out where Georgia beats Alabama, Alabama's out. Ohio State wins out there, and so one-two is yep. set. One yep. Georgia, two Ohio State. If Cincinnati runs the table next two weeks, they win. They move to three. Maybe four if you want to put Oklahoma State at three because they won the Big 12. I'm fine with that. Yeah. But the thing I worry about is Notre Dame with their just uh, – I'll say it, shit schedule. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was trying to awful. find another word, but nothing it's really awful. felt as powerful as that. Yeah. Um, at 11-1, if they put them over the team that beat them, all, Cincinnati went to Notre Dame and beat them. Yes. If they put them ahead of Cincinnati, that's nonsense. And if yes. they put them ahead of Oklahoma State, who won the Big 12, that's nonsense yes. as well. So I yes. think that the one team that is going to possibly throw a curveball into this final six is Oklahoma State. Because as of right now, it looks like you're going to get an SEC team in and you're going to get a Big 10 team in. So Pac-12's out, ACC's out. I don't think the committee can keep a one-loss Big 12 team out of it. I agree with you. Um, it'll be fascinating to see what happens. We're going to talk about Bedlam later on in the show. A huge matchup with Oklahoma hitting the road to Stillwater to take on question, Drew. the Pokes. Yes. Would you put a one-loss Oklahoma in, though? I mean, that's, that's a great question. I mean, if you put a one-loss Oklahoma State in, would you not put a one-loss Oklahoma if they're able to win? Versus Oklahoma State, and then I don't know if they would replay Oklahoma State or if they would play Baylor, Baylor. again. In the yeah, I think it would come down to that tiebreaker, which is why Baylor went for two late in the game. Yeah. Um, 
you know, that would be fascinating. If Oklahoma can beat Oklahoma State twice in two weeks or if they can avenge their loss and beat Baylor, I mean, they are ranked 10th right now. But who knows? Could they Maybe. jump enough? Yeah, they could jump enough. I mean, I don't know what else happens. Could Cincinnati just... lose, like you said? I mean, it's going to be really yeah. fascinating these last two weeks, which goes back to my original point of, Aaron, we are in the playoffs right now, right? Yep. It is Thanksgiving week. The playoffs have started. Do not get it twisted. They are playing games. There are games where if you lose, you are out. We are in the playoffs. You know, usually four has worked. There have been one or two years where the fifth team probably has a pretty good case that they should be in. There also have been a majority of years where the semifinal games, one of them is an absolute blowout. Okay, so be careful what you wish for when you talk about eight. Especially be careful what you wish for when you talk about 12. When you're discussing teams like Notre Dame or Oklahoma, Oklahoma State can earn it. You know, that is your potential blowout game in the semifinal. So who knows? But it's fascinating. And again, it will probably play itself out, but it's fun to pontificate, especially heading in to a holiday weekend. I have an announcement to make. I have just signed a 10-year extension with the Punt and Pass podcast. I will be doing this podcast until 2032. Um, I will be paying myself $10 per week. These coaching extensions, Aaron, are insane. James Franklin just inked a 10-year extension. It's being reported that Mel Tucker is working on a 10-year, $95 million extension. Two of the hottest names in the coaching market, uh, supposedly, are now off the table. So where do these teams go? I mean, they're going to start picking guys up. I would expect some top-name assistants to take some big-time jobs. But James Franklin, a guy whose name always circulates, especially when you're talking about that USC opening, he's staying put at Penn State. Thank goodness that we can stop talking about James Franklin because it has driven me uh, absolutely nuts. You know how I feel about James Franklin. I think he is a good coach, and that's about it. Uh, I don't think he's worthy enough to go to LSU, which I think is, is, is a top five, six job in America. I don't think he's good enough to go to Florida, and I don't think he's good enough to go to USC. Um, I think I think is he Penn just State, perfect enough to stay at Penn State. He, Penn State is Penn State is his Mount Everest. He has yeah. climbed the top. He has reached there, and he needs to milk that baby for as long as he can. So good for him Looks for like getting that contract. To. And he's going to milk that puppy and make a lot of money. So congratulations to him, and congratulations to everyone who doesn't have to hear his name anytime a coaching vacancy. Uh, pops up around the country. So amen to that. Yeah, That's all you I certainly say. will hear his name next season when no. more vacancies come about. No, you won't. Unless they fi- – what, unless what, what's his buyout? They uh, know? Who the hell knows? Yeah, who the hell knows? I don't know where his buyout is. It says his buyout, if he leaves, this year is reportedly set at $12 million per Mandel. It drops to $8 million and $6 million and $22 and $23 respectively. Yeah, so he is definitely not going to see all 10 years of that agreement with Penn State, but he's at Mount Everest, as Aaron Murray has said so eloquently. Uh, I do. I think it's a good fit for him. That Big Ten East is pretty crowded, especially when you think about Harbaugh at Michigan. He's not going anywhere. We'll see what happens after this weekend. Ryan Day, you know, I'd be interested. Is he a potential NFL guy down the road? I I would wonder maybe even Notre Dame. I I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying. There's going to be a lot of moving and shaking. About Notre Dame. Why is Ryan Day going to Notre Dame? When did, are you starting this rumor? I, you know what I think is possibly Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly might hang him up, and they would go after Luke Fickle. I'm telling you that right now. Notre Dame would go right I don't see after Brian Luke Kelly. Fickle. Why would Brian Kelly hang it up, though? He's he's not like he's that old. He's kicking butt. They're dominating. Just some things They've been pretty consistent. Just some things I'm hearing. I mean, can I, can I not tell you what I'm hearing on the podcast? That's <laughs> oh, what we do here. True. I need more specific details here. I can't give up my sources, dude. I'm just I mean, telling you what I'm hearing. What's going on? 
I'm telling you what I'm hearing. So, yeah, look out for Brian Kelly for an abrupt retirement at the end of this season, and then who knows? Notre Dame could get into the mix as well. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying what I've heard, okay? Jeez, kill me. Why don't you? Watch out for that Notre Dame spot. Luke Fickle. I'm just telling you. Mike I mean, Bone. I ta- obviously, I think Luke should take it if it comes up, but, I mean, I'll have to keep my ear low to the ground and start talking to some people about this. Yeah. And, you're uh, the one on SCC radio. I mean, I'm working all day. You're on the radio hanging out. What have you heard about the floor? And I, that's why I'm like, I've not heard a peep about this from, from that's because Notre Dame's not in the SEC. You're in your little bubble. I am in the, it's a big bubble, but yes, I am in my bubble. In the what are you hearing about the Florida opening? Any new rumblings? Um, Billy Napier seems to be Billy Napier just keeps popping up everywhere. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was with, um, Hester today on the SEC radio, obviously, uh, uh guy that lives in the state of Louisiana yeah. and, and obviously keeps hearing about Napier to LSU. He's like, man, everything I keep hearing is he's going to Florida. And I'm just like, if you're Florida, why, and I, why would you settle for someone who's never coached or is not a coach in a power five conference? Like you're, you are to me, you're the number two job opening right now behind like LSU, be to, behind LSU. I think yeah. LSU is a better job than Florida. Why would you settle for that? Go after someone else. I agree with you. I don't you, know. But I think he's a good coach, but he, the, it's still a question mark. He's unproven. Yeah. You're, really gonna, you're gonna put your eggs on on that. I mean, look what happened to um, what was the coach they got? Why am I drawing blank from Colorado State? Jim McElwain. Jim McElwain. They got another group of five guys. I would uh, also look out. at a guy like Butch Jones at Tennessee. Yeah. It's the same type situation. I agree with you. You know, Billy Napier. I think. What he's built at Louisiana, the recruiting that he's been able to do in Louisiana, I guess he's a pretty hot name in those parts. People think he think very if highly. If LSU of him. doesn't want him, why? Would, and he's in your backyard. That should tell you something, Florida. Yeah, I would. I would definitely agree with you on that. So, I mean, you seem to think Lane is out of Oxford, right? I I think Lane would be silly to not. I mean, you have two. You have two opportunities to leave. And go to uh, places where you legitimately can win a national championship. Um, I just don't think. I mean, if he if he's realistic, he has to tell himself, okay, listen, this is the best it's going to get at 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 Ole Miss. Like, you, you ain't going to get many Matt Corrals. You ain't going to get many ten win seasons there. It's just when you're at Alabama and LSU and you're playing against those boys in A and M, uh, those are going to be rare rare seasons. My two favorite candidates for both these jobs are him. And Mark Stoops. I you love, love Mark, Mark Stoops. Stoops. I think I Dave Aranda. I think Dave Aranda might get the they LSU job. I just don't know if these schools want defense, though. I mean, Mark Stoops is a defensive guy. Yeah, but at least he's he's a lot more proven, man. If you can win consistently at, at Kentucky and they beat Florida and LSU this year, I mean, I think that's that's pretty eye opening to win those games. I know those schools aren't. Florida's awful. Florida's I, awful. I understand that, but still, it's it's still an image thing that Kentucky is beating both those schools in football in the same year. I mean, he, wait, I know you hate Kentucky. I, said I don't hate Kentucky. You're, you're hitting Kentucky. it mixed up. I don't hate Kentucky. Just look you around the SEC Kentucky. East. The SEC East Kentucky. has been awful for the past four years. Awful. They're a good football team, and what he's done there has been remarkable. So I think he deserves a shot with the big boys at a big boy table. That's all. I think that would be fascinating, and it will also be telling. I don't know if this would really become public information or not. It would be telling if those big boys don't come at least knocking on the door saying, hey, what's up? Are you interested? Um, I mean, who else, who's, who else is out there? Bill O'Brien? 
I don't know. I, I would not be a fan of a Bill O'Brien hire if I was an I LSU either. fan. Um, well, you talk, you and I talked about it uh, last week. Lane Kiffin or Dave Aranda at LSU. I, I think that's the choice they have, and it's like yep. red pill, blue pill. Um, and then at Florida, you know, I think your second pick, I know Scott Strickland, the athletic director, came out and said, we're Florida, we're first pick. You know, we're not scared to get into this coaching market because we're the Gators. Well, I mean, I, I would be a little bit scared because LSU is out there and USC is out there. And who knows who else could come up. And you got to go up against Georgia every single year, which is real. You know, people think about that much like they think about jumping into the SEC West during the Alabama years when Saban and that crew. Well, especially have been when you so look dominant. at what Florida's done with their coaches, you're like, yeah. okay, do I really want to go to somewhere where Kirby has built a monster that is just getting bigger and bigger and bigger? If I don't win against Georgia in, in three years, am I out of a job? Because right now, Florida's not going to beat Georgia anytime soon based on the rosters. So yeah. are you gonna are you gonna hitch your wagon to that, knowing that in three years if you don't win one game in Jacksonville, and you ain't in at Atlanta representing the East and SEC championship game, you're gone. Yeah. No, I know, I know. Um, really interesting. You talk about that roster as well. Georgia been blazing on the recruiting trail. I don't necessarily keep up with recruiting that much, but I'm also hearing rumblings, Aaron that the number one player in the nation, Travis Hunter from Collins Hill, right here in our backyard, who has been committed to Florida State for quite some time, might be, expected to to, State? might be expected to flip to Georgia here in the coming weeks. Drew, Could Drew, you my boy that? Drew's got all the inside scoop. Dude, I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. That's what I'm hearing. That's what I'm hearing. Number one overall recruit in the country. And why wouldn't he? Why, is, why did he commit to Florida State? Why was does he have a connection there? Do you I know? have no idea. I have no idea. He must like the tomahawk chop. You know, go Seminoles. I'm just telling you right now. You see what George has been able to do, getting those top ten guys in the nation to commit. Why wouldn't you get the number one guy and say, let's create this dynasty that Aaron Murray talked about on Punt and Pass last week, right? I mean, let's I'm jump all on board. And I think Travis Hunter, who's the guy who could immediately be a legend in Athens, coming from Swanee. Or Lawrenceville, or however you want to deem Collins Hill, could be really interesting. Why so would you not go to Georgia if you I freaking know. live forty-five minutes away? I know, dude. And go I to mean, Florida State. They're they're doing big things at Florida State right now, Drew. Speak to that as an alumni, as somebody who came from Tampa to go to the University of Georgia. You know, I was from Duluth and went to Georgia. It's the best. I mean, why would you ever want to go to Florida State? It doesn't maybe make sense to me. And you have been to that facility. I have been to that facility. The fact that that facility is not even done yet and how amazing it is, why would you go anywhere else? Why would you go anywhere else? That's beyond me. That's beyond me. We'll see, though. Reports are saying Travis Hunter could flip to Georgia. So I've got a lot Georgia, of reports. Georgia had a first and second round corners drafted in last year's draft. I know. So. I know. Ooh. Wow. A little bit of sad news to report before we dive into our prize picks rundown. Cecil Hurt, longtime Alabama beat writer, uh, a legendary stalwart in the Southeastern Conference, sadly passed away. I know Cecil had been battling some health issues as of late. Uh, tragic to hear that he passed away today on Tuesday right before Thanksgiving. So thoughts and prayers are with Cecil and his family. Uh, he will be missed. I'm sure he will be honored coming up next week for the SEC championship game. But he certainly was an Alabama institution. 1959 to 2021. Rest in peace, Cecil Herb. 
The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. All right, let's dive into prize picks. It's Thanksgiving week. So much action on prize picks. I love Thanksgiving Day. Noon kickoff in the NFL, three straight games, NBA, college football at night, college basketball, wall-to-wall action. You can do cross-sport entries. You can win 10 extra money. Use the promo code PUNT. Download the prize picks app. You get a 100% deposit match up to your first $100. Egg Bowl. Egg Bowl Thursday night. Top 25 matchup in the Egg Bowl. This could be... This could be my flip the field free pick. But let's start with these quarterbacks. Two great quarterbacks. Matt Corral last week announced that he is done after this year. He's going to the NFL draft. And Will Rogers, Mississippi State, one of the hotter teams in the SEC. They should have beat Arkansas a couple weeks ago, and they would be like on a five-game win streak, I want to say. But Matt Corral at prize picks right now, 276.5 passing yards over or under Aaron Murray. Matt Corral, 276 passing yards. Uh, I'm going to go over, man. This is a big, big, big night for him. Big opportunity. Uh, I think this is going to be a high-scoring football game. I think this is going to be an absolute sprint of a game. Um, this yeah, game is in, it is in Starkville as well. I know it's in Starkville. Yeah, I know. And I like Mississippi State's defense, but I think this is Matt Corral. Health, the receivers are getting healthy. He's getting healthy. I think they go out big in this rivalry game. I'm going to go over as well because I do expect an offensive shootout. And Ole Miss right now in the college football playoff is ranked number nine. I mean, they are playing for a New Year's Six Bowl. So they have a lot to play for. Mississippi State, obviously, playing for pride, playing for that Egg Bowl victory. Mike Leach, Lane Kiffin, what an awesome coaching matchup. What an awesome coaching matchup. Matt Corral, one and a half passing touchdowns over or under. Do you think they're just going to air it out, or will they keep it on the ground with Ely? No, they're going to air it out. I'm going to go over the passing touchdowns, too. Right, Man, you talked me into I'm going to have a good night Thursday night sitting on that hotel room eating ice cream. Yeah, buddy. Yes, you I'm are. Prize, Egg Bowl, 7.30 up, p.m. on ESPN. Let's go to Will Rogers. Check out this total. 354 and a half passing yes. yards for Mississippi yes. State's quarterback, over or under. I'm going to go over. They don't run the football. They and do not run the defense football. defense is improved, but... I think Mississippi State understands if they want to win football games, it's it's on his arm. I mean, he has to throw for 300, 400 yards per game if they're going to want to win. 
especially knowing against the offense that they're going to go against. Uh, I, I, the kid has been incredible this year. I mean, he's been so fun to watch. This offense has been so much fun to watch. I'm going to go over. I think he has a, a great game to finish the season off. All right. Two and a half passing touchdowns for Will Rogers. Are we just going full in over on both these quarterbacks? Over. I'm going okay. full well, offense you've talked me into it. We're going to ride together. We are going I'm to ride, ride together. I think I was watching the Barstool Sports Advisors last week, which is just a great show on Sunday mornings when you're waiting for NFL football to come on. And, and Portnoy said something like it was an old Bill Belichick quote. If we're all wrong together, we can still be right. It's a great quote. If we're all wrong together, we can still be right. So, Aaron, I'm with you right here. We are over on all the quarterback statistics. Matt Corral, over 276.5 passing yards, over 1.5 passing touchdowns. Will Rogers from Mississippi State, over 354.5 passing yards, over 2.5 passing touchdowns. What about Jerry Neely, Ole Miss running back? This is kind of the X factor here. 72.5 rushing yards and a half a rushing touchdown. Will he get in the end zone, and will they be balanced enough to get him over 73 rushing yards? Yes and yes. So you're going over the whole – all right. I'm telling you, I can see this game being like 50 to 48, something like that. Okay, okay. I mean, offense on offense on offense. Um, You're talking me into it. I'm going over as well. <laughs> over on Jerry Neely, <laughs> over 72 and a half rushing yards. Over Watch this be like a 20 to 14. A half so. rushing touchdown. Could be, but we'll be watching Thanksgiving night. One more pick here. The college football board. Desmond Ritter. Pick, please let me pick under. So I don't go yes, straight. Desmond Ritter, big time game. East Carolina. You just mentioned it. Watch out. East Carolina could sneak up on Cincy. It's a Friday kick as well. Desmond Ritter, 244 and a half passing yards and 34 and a half rushing yards. He can get outside the pocket. What do you think about that? Oh, I'm going to go over on the rushing, but I'm going to go uh, under on the passing. All right. All right. I love that. Aaron Murray says, under 244 and a half passing yards for Desmond Ritter and over 34 and a half rushing yards. Head on over to prizepicks.com. Download the Price Picks app. Use the promo code PUNT. You get a 100% deposit match up to your first $100. Happy Thanksgiving. Here is our Egg Bowl rundown with some Desmond Ritter action as well. Hopefully a lot of offense on deck. Matt Corral over 276 and a half passing yards, over one and a half passing touchdowns. Will Rogers over 354 and a half passing yards over two and a half passing touchdowns. Jerry Neely, Ole Miss running back over 72 and a half rushing yards over a half a rushing touchdown. And Desmond Ritter on Friday, Cincinnati under 244 and a half passing yards and over 34 and a half rushing yards. Prizepicks.com. Download the Price Picks app. Use the promo code PUNT. 100% deposit match up to your first $100. All right, let's get into punt, pass, and pick. It is the last week of the regular season, but of course, we get one more week with Conference Championship Week to see who is going to hoist the trophy for punt, pass, and pick. You have a one-game lead. You're 33 and 27. I am 32 and 28. The locks are a different story. Can we get story. a trophy? Huh? Can we make a little mini trophy? Um, sure, I can get. You or a maybe trophy. maybe we can call Chappis and see if we can. Yeah, get a call Chappis. Call Chappis and tell him I want the most preposterously big trophy ever for punt, pass, and pick ever. Okay. Give me an actual field goal post that I can put up in my backyard, and we'll just call that the trophy. I'm serious, we should get it. We should get a trophy. We should do that. Uh, I'm horrible in my locks. I'm 4-10. and You're 7-7, and so congrats to you. Hats off. And I think winner of locks should get a point. Okay. 
Oh, well, then I'm screwed. And then I got to yeah, make so a. Get, so yeah. You're down two now. You're down right. two. Okay, lock I got, I got you. Lock something. I'm I just got saying you. lock should mean something. I like that. All right, cool. Well, then I'm going to get a point this week because I'm going to win my lock. The big game kicks us off at noon on Saturday. Number two, Ohio State at number five, Michigan. This kickoff is at noon on Fox. Ohio State, an eight and a half point favorite. The total, 64 and a half. Jim Harbaugh is 0-5 against Ohio State as the head coach at Michigan with an average margin of loss of 19 points. Michigan's defense, pretty stout this year. C.J. Stroud and that Buckeyes passing attack is electric. Michigan's 9-2 against the spread this year, Aaron. A lot of trends would point to taking the points with Michigan at home, but how can you trust Jim Harbaugh on the spot? I, I just, I can't, I can't trust him. Uh, I can trust this offense for Ohio state. I'll tell you that they have been electric and, 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 and what they've shown me the past two weeks is they are learning to just to dominate, not just to win football yeah. games, but to absolutely kill their opponents. And, and I absolutely love it. I mean, that's, that, that is the mentality you need. If you want to win a national championship, they are now getting that mindset. Uh, I just don't know how you slow down these receivers. You know, the, the, the way you're going to do it, is Michigan's two def- defensive ends who are pretty darn talented. They got to get after CJ Stroud. I mean, they got to terrorize him from the first snap to the last snap. They can do it here and there. I don't think it's going to be consistent enough to slow down this offense. Give me Ohio State. Give me Day. I can't trust Michigan in this type of football game. Yeah, you, you, I, I'd have to be crazy, crazy to think that Ohio State with that offense is going to get slowed down by Michigan. You just said it. Michigan's only chance is getting after C.J. Stroud, like really getting after him, making him have to make quick passes, not allowing plays to develop, and for Olave and Wilson to get behind the secondary where they can air it out and get chunk play after chunk play. I don't think Michigan will be able to do that. I know that this is such a big game for Jim Harbaugh, and if they win, they're in, right? They're going to go to the Big Ten Championship. They will beat Wisconsin, Michigan would. I have a very hard time believing that Michigan can elevate their play in this weekend's game. Ohio State's defense has really been the story of their new kind of found life. I know the offense gets all the love, but their defense was atrocious early on in the season. They have really corrected that side of the ball. I lay the eight and a half as well. There is no way you get me to pick Michigan in this spot. I know the entire public will be on Ohio State as well. I know getting more than a touchdown eight and a half for a home dog is enticing. It is the big game. I'll go with the trend. 0-5, average margin of loss by 19 points. Lay the 8.5. We're taking Ohio State. Sorry. Sorry, Jim Harbaugh. I listen, you know what would be the most hardball thing? If, if Michigan somehow, somehow wins this football and Then they lose the Big Ten Championship. And then they lose to Wisconsin. <laughs> which could happen. Yeah, which, which could happen. Which absolutely I mean, could happen. There is yeah. no doubt about that. One of my but, favorite games. But we ain't going to get there because Ohio State's no. going to beat their ass. I think so, too. I think so, yeah. too. One of my favorite games of the year, Georgia versus Georgia Tech. Number one, Georgia heading to the flats to take on Georgia Tech. This game's at noon on ABC. Georgia, ho-hum, 35-point favorite. The total, 54.5 points. I love it. I absolutely love it. Georgia Tech is down. They are out. They got absolutely mollywopped by Notre Dame a week ago. 56 to nothing, if I remember correctly. 55. I would hope, I would hope that the guys in Georgia's locker room says Notre Dame just beat Tech by 56. Let's go beat Tech by 65. I lay the 35 here. I think Georgia embarrasses Georgia Tech, puts the backups in midway through the third quarter, continues to score 
on the Yellow Jackets. It's old-fashioned hate. I can't stand Georgia Tech. Please, please, Georgia Bulldogs, wipe the floor with these guys. Lay the 35. I'm putting my fan hat on. Go dogs. I'm with you too, man. If Notre Dame could beat them 55 nothing, Georgia better beat them worse than that because yeah. it's going to be a what? It's going to be like a Vanderbilt home football game because there's going to be way, oh, way, way more 85%, red. 85%, I would yeah. say. Seriously. Yeah, it's it's going to be a home game. Everyone in Atlanta wants – I mean, the year Georgia's having, if you live in Atlanta and you want to go watch Georgia football, this is a perfect opportunity. Shoot, I land at like 9 o'clock in the morning. I may get Maddox and bring my butt over there. Do it. And watch the game myself. You want to go, Drew? Bring the girls? Let's go. May, uh, maybe. Oh, you know what? This is bad. Uh, Iron Bowl. I got to be at home watching the Iron Bowl with Jackie. She's Alabama. It's a big game. Leave it a half. Go for the first half. The game it's will a good be, idea. You'll be back. You'll be back by the, the kickoff. All right. Let's call Chap and see if he can see if, since there'll be so many Georgia fans there, if he can present us with giant trophies at Georgia Tech on the field. Maybe they'll let it happen. I don't know. There you go. We'll see what um, happens. I'll shoot him a text. But, but, but I'm with you. I think Georgia right now mops him. Uh, there's, there's no... They could look past them, and they can still beat them by 35 points. I'll just yeah. tell you that right now. Yeah. So, yeah. Speaking of looking past, the Iron Bowl, which we just mentioned, is at 3.30 p.m. on CBS, number three Alabama, heading to Jordan-Hare to take on Auburn Tigers. Alabama's a 19.5-point favorite. The total here is 56. Obviously, Auburn, no Bo Nicks. They have had two collapsing losses the past two weeks. T.J. Finley will be the quarterback. Alabama. Who is Alabama? You and I talked about it on Monday's podcast. 19 and a half is a lot of points, especially in this game. Could Alabama get caught looking ahead to Georgia because they know their entire season rides on the SEC championship. This is the Iron Bowl. Crazy things happen. Auburn has beaten Alabama two out of the last four seasons. If Bo Nix were playing, this line would be lower. I think I have to take the home dog here. 19 and a half is a ton of points. Can Brian Harson? the reason Brian Harson was hired at Auburn was for this exact game. Can he scheme something up, even with the backup quarterback, to keep this game close? I think so. I'll take the 19 and a half points. I mean, how crazy is that That Auburn's going to be 6-6? Six and six. They fired their coach, paid him a ton of money, got a new staff, and they're 6-6. Six and six. But no, I'm, I'm going to take Alabama. I went back today uh, mostly because I am covering Arkansas this weekend. Watched the game this past weekend between Arkansas and Alabama. And the defense actually for Alabama was was doing their thing. And 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 there's a couple really big pass plays, which were really impressive passes by KJ Jefferson. Uh, some back shoulder fades that that Traylon Burks turned into big plays, and one he turned into a touchdown. That kind of made the game closer than it pro- probably should have been. Auburn doesn't have that type of receiver. They got no Burks. They, their receivers are average. Uh, TJ Finley is below average. I think Alabama shows up, plays plays well on defense. We know what they can do on offense. I think they run away this game because I think the message is, hey, boys, it doesn't matter what happens in Atlanta if you can't win this football game this weekend. That's a good point. Yeah, I, I mean, that, Alabama, that is a good I think point. Alabama comes in focus. It's it's their biggest rival. Uh, I think they mop them in, in anticipation of getting ready for, for Georgia next weekend. So I'll take that 19 and a half. Right. Auburn's just not good. Without Bo Nix. It's the Iron Bowl. Crazy things happen. I know. And, you know. I would feel, I, I, you know me, what, about five weeks ago, I was like, man, listen, the way Auburn's playing, the way Bo Nix is playing, the way Alabama's playing, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe they sneak out a win in this football game. Yep. Without Bo, I'm telling you, TJ just, he, and a, a, a below to average quarterback with average receivers is not good. You need a quarterback that's above 
that with those receivers. And I think Bo was trending in that direction. TJ is not trending in that direction. All right. There you go. Alabama. Uh, Aaron likes Alabama. Laying the 19 and a half. I'll take Auburn plus 19 and a half at home. Bedlam. Tons, tons, tons of implications in the Big 12 here as number 10 Oklahoma heads to Stillwater to take on number 7 Oklahoma State. 7.30 p.m. ABC. Oklahoma State laying four. This defense, second-ranked scoring defense in the country. They pitched a shutout against Texas Tech just a week ago. Lot riding on the line here. Oklahoma not usually a dog in this game, but they have struggled in Stillwater over the past five to ten years. Caleb Williams, can he live up to the moment? Can Oklahoma State shut down this Oklahoma offense, which has been inconsistent this season? They have found their groove of late. This is a huge game for Mike Gundy and the Cowboys. Do you like the home team here laying four, Aaron? Uh, no, I like I like Oklahoma State to win, but I think it's going to be a game that's going to be you know, like 24-21. I think it's a field goal football game. Um, and I know Oklahoma has struggled on offense, but their defense the, the, these, this past month of the season has actually been pretty darn impressive. They're getting sacks. They're getting turnovers. They're keeping them in the ball game. They're winning them ball games as the offense just is, is, is absolutely sputtering right now. So Oklahoma State, tremendous defense, a, a good offense, not a great offense. I think Oklahoma can, can hold those guys on that side of the football, make this a close game, make it a competitive game. I think it's a three-point game either way, coin flip. Oklahoma can win. I think, like I said, I think Oklahoma State wins it, but by a, a smaller margin. All right, I'm going to go with the Oklahoma State here. I'm going to lay the four points. I like defense in this matchup. I think they can scheme up and frustrate Caleb Williams. You know, I'm looking back at that Kansas game when Oklahoma almost lost to Kansas. Now, was that just one of those games where it's sleepy, they're in Lawrence, they're uninterested, they turn the ball over, they look sloppy? Yeah, sure, it could have been. But you know Oklahoma State is looking at that tape, and they're saying, how can we slow these guys down? How can we frustrate Caleb Williams? How can we force turnovers? How can we score on special teams? All the situational stuff that allows you to cover that four-point spread against your in-state rival in Bedlam where there is so many postseason implications. I like Mike Gundy here. This is a huge opportunity for him to stick a feather in his cap against Lincoln Riley. Look, Oklahoma State has been far too inconsistent for me all season long. I think on our bet online show, I took Oklahoma, Aaron. I'm switching right here. I'm punting pass. I'm laying the four points. I'm going with the home team. I love some defense. Give me Oklahoma State. Lay the four. Let's go to the Palmetto Bowl, okay? I put this game on here because I think this one is going to be intense. I think it's going to be emotional. I think the boys in Columbia are going to be rocking and rolling. Number 23 Clemson heads to Williams-Rice Stadium to take on South Carolina, 7.30 p.m. SEC Network. You better be tuned into this one. Clemson, an 11.5-point favorite coming off that impressive win against Wake Forest just a week ago. The total is 43 points. Let me just tell you right now, give me the 11 and a half. I think this night game, this atmosphere, it's yep. sold out. This is huge. If Shane Beamer can beat Dabo in year one and end the losing streak that South Carolina has had to put up with throughout this Clemson dynasty, all they need to do is get after DJU, right? If Will Shipley can't get going and Clemson can't find a run game, you know that DJU, when he gets fired up, he can't hit receivers. Can they force a couple of interceptions? Can they get him off his A game, which is usually like actually a C game? Make it extremely hard for Clemson to find any sort of rhythm on offense. 
11 and a half is far too much. Primetime home dog, South Carolina, playing with a lot of confidence. Give it to me. Uh, I'm, I'm like debating if I want to double down for my lock of the week with South Carolina back-to-back weekends. Wow. That's why I feel. You I love Shane Beamer. I, I'm with you. I think you know what I feel like uh, or what I feel about that stadium at night, sandstorm, towels, rivalry, and, and, and DJU. I, he played better last week, a little bit better, but still he's just eh, eh, not very good. So uh, give me, give me, give me the Gamecocks in this football game with that 11 and a half. All right. That is going to be a really, really fun game to watch. I'll probably have game. I hope South Carolina wins. I think they can. That would be, they'd rush the field. hundred percent. They'd rush the field. Yeah, if they beat Clemson, they um, I'll probably have gained about 25 pounds by 1145 on Saturday night this weekend. I'll have to like deflate myself, but I'll be up watching this football game. It's going to be an intense atmosphere. I'm fired up to watch the Palmetto Bowl. Are you going to put that as your lock? Are you going to go back to back? You did take South Carolina in your lock last week. You're seven and seven. A lot on the I line. Know. Get this over, is my 500. over 500. Um, I'm not ready yet. I'll okay. let you go first. All right. My, I'm debating if I want to do my Mountain West special as my lock of the week or if I want to go SEC. My flip the field free pick. We're going Thursday night. We're going to the Egg Bowl. Mississippi State, one and a half point home favorite. Look, Lane Kiffin, Lane Kiffin, excuse me, checked out. He's taking a new job. Matt Corral already says, you know what, guys, I'm going to the NFL. He's checked out. Mike Leach, Will Rogers, this Mississippi State offense, you mentioned their defense at home, Cowbells, Hungry Dogs Run Faster. Mississippi State only having to lay one and a half points. I think you're going to see an uninterested Ole Miss team. I think you're going to see an Ole Miss team that's going to get punched in the mouth right off the bat. I don't think that Mississippi can keep up with Mississippi State. I'll lay the one and a half. That is my flip the field free pick. It's on Thanksgiving night. I'm going to move to a respectable five and ten. Are you, putting money, are you putting money on this one, this Drew? Huh? Check out uh, my social media, at Drew Butler. Maybe I uh, enjoy Thanksgiving lunch with a couple of uh, cocktails, and I'm feeling frisky, so I might. You know what? I might just tweet it out and say, hey, you know what? You, Who you know wants what's it? Like, Drew? It, 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 it's, it's, it's like the, uh, the Batman return when he's in the jail, in the cave, and he kept trying to jump, but he had the, uh, the support system on. Yeah. And the old guy came to him and said, if you want to get out of here, you need to let that thing go yeah. in order to make the jump. Okay. Okay. And when you put money on the line, you took the resistance off, Drew, you won. I'm just going to tell you right now, take it off, let it go. So you're saying 50 bucks again? Venmo $50 challenge? Are you <laughs> yeah. are you bullying me into that? Or are you peer pressuring me into I'm that? Okay, well, let's what, do this then. Let's I'm do just this telling then. you what worked for Batman. That's all okay. I'm going to say. Let's, let's do this. If, if you're comfortable with it, I'll propose something. All right? If I lose, first person that tweets at me, you owe me 50 bucks. With your Venmo tag, I'll Venmo you 50 bucks. If I win, Aaron, you Venmo me 25 bucks. Okay, that works. Deal. Deal. What is your lock of the week? You know, Nostradamus. Uh, I'm going, I'm going to go Mountain West Special here. Let's hear it. I'm going to go Boise State at San Diego State. Boise State, two and a half points, favorite. Uh, San Diego State can't score points. They just can't. And I know it's at San Diego State, but really, for those who don't know this, they're actually playing in L.A. Yep. And they get no fans, yeah. no fans. So there is no home field advantage at all in this football game for San Diego State. Like I said, they've struggled all year to score points. Boise State has been hot, hot. El Fuego in the Mountain West as of late. Won four straight games, whooped up on Colorado State. 
they beat the crap out of Fresno. I had that game, which surprised me. They beat a good Wyoming team, and then they just destroyed New Mexico last week. Give me Boise State. I think they win 7 to 10 points in this game. All right. Aaron's lock of the week, Mountain West special, Boise State minus 2.5 at San Diego State, and I am taking Mississippi State in the Egg Bowl, laying the 1.5 as a home favorite against Ole Miss. Going to be an awesome week, man. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to you. I appreciate you locking in on a Tuesday evening. Even though you're working, you're traveling on Thursday, you got a game on Friday, we will be tuned in to you 3.30 p.m. CBS, baby, Missouri at Arkansas. Cannot wait for our boy Aaron Murray to lead us into the holiday weekend on Friday. Anything on the way out, my man? No, man. Everyone, enjoy, enjoy. Safe holidays, safe yes. travels, yes. eat a lot of food. Um, and I need to figure out a workout plan because I got to lose about 10 pounds before our trip to Bahamar in about two weeks. So oh, that's a that's a lofty goal. We'll help you out. <laughs> however, however you need us to help. I we are five, here. For five you. pounds. Five pounds. OK, five pounds. we can do that. That's a bit more doable. Follow us on social media at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Drew Butler. Aaron is at Aaron Murray 11 Punt and Pass dot com. Download the Price Picks app. Go to PricePicks.com. Use the promo code PUNT. You get a 100% deposit match up to your first $100. It's Daily Fantasy Simplified. You can do cross-sport entries. You can win 10x your money. It is Thanksgiving week. There's so much opportunity on PrizePicks, so check out the PrizePicks app. Again, use the promo code PUNT and tune in to next Thursday's episode. We'll be letting you know what our contest will be throughout the holiday season. We have some awesome prizes lined up from our friends over at Prize Picks. For Aaron, I'm Drew. Happy Thanksgiving. We'll talk to you on Monday. See ya. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC.